Welcome to the free daily Bible study podcast, a daily journey through the unfolding story of the Bible based on the McShane Bible reading plan. My name is Jacob Gerber, and today's meditation for October 6th comes from 1 Kings 9. In 1 Kings 9, Yahweh accepts Solomon's prayer from 1 Kings 8, saying, I have heard your prayer and your plea, which you have made before me. I have consecrated this house that you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. In 1 Kings 9 verse 3, Yahweh does put his name in the temple, But more importantly, Yahweh also provides explicit terms for this arrangement, terms that would affect the rest of human history. First, Yahweh reiterates to Solomon the terms of the covenant he had made with Solomon's father, David. So, Yahweh says, And as for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you, and keeping my statutes and rules, then I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever. In 1 Kings 9 verses 4 through 5. The establishment of the throne of David's offspring after Solomon depended on the obedience of David's descendants. Second, Yahweh also clarifies that even the temple's ongoing use as the dwelling place of Yahweh on earth depends on the perpetual obedience of Solomon and the rest of David's descendants. So, if Solomon or his children turn aside from Yahweh, then Yahweh will raise the temple to the ground. He says in 1 Kings 9 verse 8 this, And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone passing by it will be astonished and will hiss, and they will say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? And in fact, David's descendants do fall away from Yahweh, including Solomon himself, as we will see in 1 Kings 11. Within one generation, Solomon's son Rehoboam would see both Israel split into two kingdoms in 1 Kings 12 and the temple ransacked by the Egyptians, who steal all the costly treasures Solomon had built in 1 Kings 14 verse 26. All of this, however, is merely a precursor to the day when both kingdoms would go into exile and the Babylonians would destroy the temple altogether in 2 Kings 25 verse 9, to fulfill the word Yahweh had spoken to his people when he warned them against disobedience. It is critical to note then that when Jesus came to be the new temple, he did not merely reunite Israel, and he went beyond reconciling the nation of Israel with the Gentiles into a single body, as we read in Ephesians 2 verses 14 through 16. Ultimately, the temple of Jesus' body had to be destroyed at the cross for the disobedience of God's people, and then, on the third day, that temple had to be raised up. See John 2 verse 19. Not a word that Yahweh had spoken would fall to the ground, but it was precisely through destroying his temple that Yahweh would atone for the sins of all his people, reconciling to himself forever in peace and righteousness. 
thanks for listening to the free daily Bible study podcast. If you're looking for Bible study curriculum for a Sunday school or a small group, check out my book, That You May Know, A Primer in Christian Discipleship. It's a close study of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John that explores what it means to follow Jesus as a disciple. To learn more about the book or to download the first two chapters for free, go to discipleshipbook.com.